bigger storyline in that they used Michael Pitts more. Kyle Pitts. Michael Pitts. Kyle, Michael Pitts. <laughs> oh, Michael Pittman. That's what was in my head. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> who close. is that? Michael Pitts. You know, he's the tight end for the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kyle Pitts. Waiting for it. Nice. I don't. Oh yeah. Okay. Solid. I thought, I thought we were all waiting for me. I'm like, I just do not have one right now. I I was waiting for you for a moment. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you didn't raise anything up. And I was like, well. Yeah, okay. I'm trying. I'm trying not to drink during the week right now. Have a fucking seltzer. That's not alcoholic. That's the whole point. Still trying to not drink throughout the whole week. No, like, like water? A, I mean, non-alcoholic. Yeah. Alcohol, yeah That's no. what I mean, like a, like a, like a fucking, like a bubbly or something. Liquid death. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. bubbly or some shit. Michael I'd Buble. Go and get my water guy. Well, I, I, a few of the episodes I've drank bubblies, I crack those open. I don't even know the difference. You don't know what a bubbly is? No, I do know what a bubbly is. I'm saying like from the camera POV, like I can see him cracking, mm. but I just assume it's alcoholic. It is. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is that you don't got to crack open an alcoholic beverage, baby. Yeah, you don't have to drink to have fun, Abe. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, uh, you Fucking guys sound nerd. like my mom right now. I had to have seven <laughs> drinks to do this. <laughs> <laughs> had to settle the nerves. I am shaking like a leaf. <laughs> like a Ryan leaf. Uh, oh boy <laughs> have i even done the intro yet i don't know ah, it's a, no. it's episode 123 of left side heavy the podcast presented by blue wire if you don't know his voice already me and hayden are joined by the one and only Corey latandre how you doing you beautiful son of a beautiful mother <laughs> <laughs> have you ever thought of not being presented by blue wire hustle and instead trying to get a sponsorship with live wires No, but I'll look into it. Thank you. Please do. Great <laughs> candy. Oh, Top one of level the, snack. Yeah, one of the greats. Uh, quickly, what's your favorite uh, color of live wire candy? Blue. Solid hate. I don't know what live wire candy is. You're Are you lying. fucking kidding me? No, right you're now? lying. Hey, <laughs> you're no. lying. They're the yes, it is. It's the candy like tubes. They're like uh, color on the outside. That's the flavor, and then inside's like a cream kind of, and it's the same cream in all of them. They're, they're at seven. They're, they're at really seven oh, across the nation. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I mean, I don't really have a favorite, but I've only ever really tried blue. So I call them flavor tubes. <laughs> yeah, no, no idea. Oh man, you really <laughs> fucking let the air out of that. <laughs> Until the explanation, I'm like, Corey, please don't come to me, man. Please yeah. don't come to me. <laughs> When like you a, oh, when you first said that, I would have to like at least go through the steps in my head of like at least think about never talking to you again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it, I just felt like a student, like being called on by a teacher and just not having the answer prepared mentally. Yeah, exactly. Like, He's yeah, got the fun. accidental boner in class. He's like, please don't call me up <laughs> to the board. Please don't call me up. <laughs> don't make me take. 
don't take me don't let don't make me take the attendance to the principal's office please no <laughs> yeah they call you and you're like oh fuck what do i do what do, I do? fuck you <laughs> <laughs> i'll That's take it. the punishment Stand up right now <laughs> <laughs> that's when you flip the desk to create a distraction and you go <laughs> everyone's least, eyes are on the desk or you just like pretend you're reaching something into like the bottom of your bag when you put it on your lap so you could like mm-hmm. tuck it in your waistband or something like that yeah you're just doing that's, anything you possibly can to not let the world know you have a little bones <laughs> that's always what i did just tucked it in the waistband Corey, why are you wearing the back pad on your stomach really low? <laughs> it's a new look I saw yeah. on BET. It's called front sagging. Yeah. After the new, uh, the new uh, way kids are you doing You guys don't front sag? <laughs> Idiots. Everyone's doing it in Europe. <laughs> My girlfriend oh. who goes to a different school actually does this as well. So. <laughs> She's actually a model in Prague. <laughs> you wouldn't get it. <laughs> Corey, what's your flavor of live wire? I think uh, I was going to try and be different and say like the pink bubblegum one's fun, but uh, the blue one is the best, followed closely by the red one. Yeah. The red and blue, I'll be honest, are the only ones I've seen. You've never had the orange or the pink? Those are the other two colors, I believe. You know what? I take that back. I have had the orange, but I haven't had the pink before. Ah, well, a whole new world awaits for you, my friend. I believe it's bubblegum flavor, but it's been a minute, so... I actually can't have live wires anymore because I'm a big gluten idiot. So there's gluten in a live wire. There is sad. Mm. I thought it would be more gelatin. A tear drops on the package every time I look at it. Anyways, <laughs> welcome back to the snacktastic voyage, everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's your host, Corey Latondre. Woo, it's me, Big Tasty, and I'm back. You gotta say I the you gotta say the thing again. How do you Ooh. introduce? I know you. I it's been a, a minute rusty. since I said it, and I don't remember. Uh, oh. Well, no, 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 I got it. Welcome back to the Snacktastic Voyage, uh, the only podcast hosted by me and Carrie, bringing you everything sweet, savory, salty, and sour, coming to you in under an hour. That's what Let's it is. Let's go. Yeah. Down. I was proud of that one. That was a good slogan. It was a good joke. It was. Get this man a beat. Let him start yeah. writing. I'm like yeah. Eminem if he was like mixed with the Pillsbury Doughboy. That <laughs> <laughs> is the, the single greatest crossover event. The Pillsbury <laughs> Doughboy do be having salty and sweet snacks. So right, that's uh, me. And I've got spaghetti oh, on my okay. pants. Never mind. What did you say? Rolls? Rolls. <laughs> it's fair. It's not so much rolls. It's more one. I've got like an inner tube kind of style. Oh, there you I go. Sit. Yeah. I'm not Michelin man level yet. I'm not a Dairy Queen <laughs> fucking. Or one of those. Yet. Soft serve Those zone. like those overly fat, chunky babies where they have like eight rolls on their arms. Where you can't tell if it's a, a fucking dog, like a chow. Or if it's <laughs> a chow. Ch- or a no, baby. A Sharpay. That's yeah. what it is. A Sharpay. <laughs> Like, oh my god, that thing looks like an accordion. Or like the caterpillar from Bugs Life. Fuck yeah. <laughs> the fucking European fat caterpillar. Yeah. I'm a beautiful butterfly. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good throwback Pixar movie. Great yeah. movie. It's a great movie. Oh, Watched just... it like a month ago. Did you really? Yeah. What made you go over like Bugs Life? Because <laughs> no, no, no. Because my mom, uh, she was she made dinner and then she's like 
Now, who would like? Uh, no, who had the poo poo platter? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, like all the flies in the fucking yeah bar. Oh my god, yeah. just so funny. fact she actually served him poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it was a it was just a Netflix movie type of date with uh, Hayden and Shaden. Shaden's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go make the popcorn. You pick a movie for us." And she comes back to the bed, and Hayden has Bugs Life ready, and yeah. ready to rock and roll. <laughs> just thinking he's gonna pick fucking like some romantic comedy maybe a fucking Notting Hill or some bullshit with Hugh Grant comes back it's fucking Bugs Life (laughs) wouldn't want it any other way honestly that's the kind of shit I would pull (laughs) if like Dell's like I haven't seen any of these movies before I'd be like you're in luck yeah let me pull out my VHS collection (laughs) as well as the VHS what do you think I have Disney Plus for Star Wars and Marvel? No. It's to watch the classics. <laughs> Idiot. Immediately Nerd. just starts having sex. Yeah. Not even watching the movie. It's like, uh, first of all, are you kidding me? I'm definitely watching the while <laughs> It's like you're ready, you're ready to press play and you just look over. Um, why are your clothes off? I've just got Tarzan on. <laughs> I'm just looking at my dick. Four one so small, so strong. <laughs> It's like it's like you're just like like trying to look around her to try and like look at the screen, but she's just in front of you, trying to play oh, a strip yeah. tease on you, and you're like, no, babe, I'm trying to listen to Phil. Yeah, <laughs> trash in the camp. <laughs> uh, Tarzan also heater of a soundtrack. One of the best. It's it's up there for sure, and Brother Bear too. Oh, Brother Bear, yeah. I've never seen Brother Bear. I think never Brother Bear Brother came out Bear? in the in an awkward period of my life where I was like, <laughs> hold on, it makes sense. When you're a kid, yeah. you love Disney movies, and Brother Bear came out when you were children, did it not? Let me let me search that up real quick. Right? I'm guessing Brother Bear is like a... Wait, Joaquin Phoenix played Kanai in Brother Bear? Early 2000s movie is my guess. I'm thinking 2003. 2003. Okay, perfect. Oh, 2003. That's yeah, the year that I am entering high school, right? So I'm at the age where I'm like, as an adult, I love Disney movies and I'm not ashamed to say it. I'll watch cartoons forever. But, you know, you're like 13 years old and you're too cool to watch kids' movies now. So it's like, I wasn't Never. watching Brother Bear. And then I, you know, it's that couple of years of my life where I was a fucking loser. Well, uh, hey, you're never a loser, honey. You're not great. True. I'm you proud of you. Long time. Um, I'm cool now. Hey, next movie date with you and Dell. When she goes to get the popcorn, you're like, or you t- text her at 2 p.m. She like, hates cartoons. Well, so it's not going to fly. What a loser. Not hate. She just mostly doesn't like them. Fine. I'll come over and watch Brother there Bear with you. Sold. Is that your favorite <laughs> animated film? It's it's just one of the. There's so many. Favorite it's, like Disney slash Pixar movie. What's mine? I mean, I have an I, answer for this one. Perfect. <laughs> I actually don't know what Disney is. <laughs> I've never had a Disney. Um, Lion King. I've just Classic, always yeah. been not a problem. There. I've always been a fan of that one. You tiny little Timon. Yeah, I mean, technically, Pumbaa. Technically, is uh, actually no, that'd be more Sony, right? Uh, Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, um, and said Disney and Pixar. 
It has to be like a Disney movie. Yeah. And no, like Marvel movies don't count now because Disney bought them. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna so get... Lion King. That's your that's your yeah. cool answer. That's my that's my safe pick. Okay. Nothing wrong with The Lion King. It's a great, great movie. Hades. Hades, what you got? Toy Story. Also Best great. Pixar. Who's your favorite Toy series. Story character in there? Buzz Lightyear. Ah, I, went, I went. I went. I uh, went as Buzz Lightyear one year. Last year for Halloween. Halloween. Oh, close. Okay. <laughs> I like. Uh, I Toy like Story the... characters would be a hilarious actually... adult group costume to do. Oh, it would be. I actually still have like a um a Buzz Lightyear toy like that my mom got, but she like said like never open this, so it's like still in its packaging. <laughs> 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 oh my fucking god i'm waiting for the, the main tagline here like, come really on fucking it up. there's the snake you've got like 20 sayings it's like an orgy <laughs> we'll just edit it till we get to the point <laughs> Nope. Hey, howdy, hey. Nope. Hello. Nope. Close, but not yet. Say it, you dick. We gotta get this black Wait, wait, wait. I think okay? Give me a home. the This is a lot. Yeah, seriously. No? Yo, when this hits, it's going to be fucking insane. How about the two of us mosey through town and see if we can spot any trouble? <laughs> you got to keep your eyes peeled for bandits. For bandits. How many slides does he have? That's the one I was looking for. <laughs> oh, damn, reach for oh. the sky is what we w- were waiting for. No, it's not. There's one that's actually. Yeah, better. obviously. That's a cute one. He's my best friend. That's a good one. Yeah. It's just a rip off. Gotcha. Say it. Another classic. That's the other one. And then there's one more. That's the best Woody line that I assume we're all waiting on. That's finally. Jesus it's just, Christ. It's, it's, look, it's got the little legs. I spent a pretty penny on this toy. How much? If you're, if you're wondering, I, I'm assuming it was like 40 something dollars. I can't remember. That's not bad. Uh, if you're wondering, Corey, why do you have a uh, high quality Woody doll as an adult man? That's a good question, Woody. Uh, Dell and I call each other partner. And it started uh... out as a bit. And then so for uh, Christmas or birthday or some shit, I can't remember. I think it was Christmas. <laughs> I got her this with like some other random stuff. It was like, because you're my partner. And uh... now we live together. So now he's kind of mine also. <laughs> So he sits on the part of our shelves that's all of our partner stuff. Super adorable like that. And I don't know if you can see there all the cards and shit. 
Wow. Oh, Look at love how cute stuff. you are. Yeah, Dell really has it all planned out here. How sweet. I have a sports corner in one of the higher shelves. <laughs> That's right. Because she can't really sports. see it because she's ones, short. So it's, it doesn't bother her so much. <laughs> but it means a lot to me. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways, so that's uh, my tour of my house. Hope you enjoyed. I'll see you guys next week. Yeah, that's all Corey has to offer us today. <laughs> um, hey, that is a Stanley Cup, and that is that's a right. great segue to our next topic of conversation. <laughs> oh my god! god. Uh, the NHL is kicking off in just over a week's time. It's catching up quick, and. About last week, um, there's a few retirements and a contract extension that happened. We get to the retirements first. Big Z, uh, Zidane Chara, has announced his retirement. I got a little, got some accolades to list off here. 1,680 games played, mm-hmm. 680 points. Um, he was Stanley Cup champion and the captain of 2011 Boston Bruins. Gross. He won the Norris in 2009. He was on Ottawa, the Islanders twice, Boston and Washington. And if I'm not mistaken, he signed a one-day contract with the Bruins to retire as a Bruin. Boys, we thought some Big Z hanging him up. No longer. And fun fact, there is no longer any active NHL players who have lost a playoff series to the Toronto Maple Leafs. He was the last one. Wow. Yeah. A nice stat. I, mean, I mean, for me, Zidane Chara was like an icon for hockey when I was younger. Like, uh, just playing on him with Chell and stuff like that. Just who the fuck is a six foot seven freak try of nature? Th- try six foot nine, baby. <laughs> on skates, right? Or was yeah. that just, yeah, like, I just remember whenever you and I would play Jeff. And I'd pick Boston just because Zidane Chara hit you. And that was like the one way to piss you off. So, I mean, it's, it, it was definitely time for Chara to hang up the skates and uh, a good day uh, for Boston Bruin fans everywhere. Fuck Zidane Chara. Yeah. <laughs> and fuck the Boston Bruins for that yeah. matter. Uh, my favorite thing about Zidane Chara is I, I don't remember where I saw the interview or what it was from or if I read it or what it was, but he was talking about how he doesn't really fight. Like it, it was pretty rare to see him throw hands. Right. And even like throw really big hits. You didn't see him do it all the time. Right. Like he muscles you off the puck and he made hits and he would fight every now and again. But I remember this thing and it was him saying, it's like, I have to constantly remind myself to not, be as physical as I can be. He's like, because I could really, really hurt somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you think there's guys in the NHL who are like five foot 10 and 180 pounds. And you're like, okay, he's a smaller, like a normal sized human being. It's like yeah. me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously muscled, but you know, same kind of thing. And it's like, if Zidane Chara was skating full power at me, I don't care what pads you put me in. <laughs> but if he runs me, I'm going to die. And that was the thing I appreciate about him. It was like, he was great. Tons of skill, size, blah, 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 blah. But it was just like this guy who just like knows he could absolutely clown dudes if he wanted to. And just like you saw, anytime he would fight, almost every time he ragdolls them. Yeah. Who can, who's going to beat the man in a fight? You can't reach his face. 
towering <laughs> over you 200 plus pounds just fucking and just so top. much just so much muscle mass because he's he's just such a right? strong human being and he's the closest thing to a giant without being one didn't he was it him who ran Pacioretty into the stanchion who legit almost killed him yes yeah and that wasn't even full power <laughs> yeah he almost committed murder and that's why they that's why they had to change the stanchions on the board yeah they'd be like a guy almost they, died yeah. Jesus Christ. Instead, change this up a little bit yeah instead of the hard padding they changed it to curved glass so that you kind of just like roll off it and your momentum isn't yeah completely your head stopped. and neck can't get like stuck on it and then rip off your body like you're <laughs> yeah. in mortal combat yeah which almost happened to me. It, <laughs> it legit. I thought he was dead on the ice, but um, yeah, Charo. That's his highlight of his career. Yeah, and yeah, Charo um, wasn't the most flashy player. wasn't flashy at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but just he paid his he paid his dues, man. He um, I hated him for the longest time, but it wasn't like a Marshawn kind of hate. He's not a it was more I just hated him because he was the captain of my least favorite team growing yeah. up. And I just I hated how big of a person he was and how much he just bodied everyone. It just made me despise him. But overall, great career. Um, it's always nice. To, it's always good to have a Stanley Cup and a Norse under your belt um, yeah. as a defenseman. So it's nothing to complain about is with that. And I Hayden, I agree with you. Uh, I think it was time for him to hang him up. I, I think it was time for him to hang him up like a few seasons ago. Oh, yeah, definitely but, two years ago. But, I mean, anytime someone's going to give you a contract, you're going to take it if you still feel like you got some gas in the tank. So hey, why do you want a million you? dollars to play a game for a year? I guess so. I'm pretty <laughs> slow. They're like, nah, it's fine. <laughs> Just use your really long stick. Yeah. Honestly, he's like, honestly, you probably shouldn't sign me, but, like, no, 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 no. It's fine. Just take it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Sucker. Yeah. Uh, moving on. One of my favorite players growing up, or ever since he came into the league, PK Subban announces his retirement. Uh, 13 seasons, 834 games played, 467 points. 2013 Norris champion uh, did his time in Montreal, Nashville, and New Jersey. I was surprised when he retired. Um, I'll be honest. I thought he had some more years left because there's a difference between overpaid and like bad. Like I still think Subban had some gas left in the tank, but I just don't think he was the $9 million he was getting paid in New Jersey. Um, I still think he was able to get, I'll turn that off. Um, Time to fetch a few dollars elsewhere on another team, maybe like a Seattle or an Arizona or something. But Corey, I'll toss it over to you. What was your reaction when you saw that Subban announced his retirement? Took me by surprise. Like you said, I thought, you know, the guy was definitely better than some of the defensemen that are currently employed in the NHL. I can't see that if he really wanted to, he could have got a PTO somewhere, right? Like someone would have been like, yeah, sure. Come try out. And if we like what we see, we'll give you a low end contract. I have to imagine that, PK though looks at it and you know guys know themselves and he probably figures like you know I'm not the guy I was uh my I don't have the wheels that I used to have anymore right like I'm not gonna 
was never the best defenseman, but you know, he doesn't want to play for a, a lower contract maybe. And he's the kind of guy who's got the personality to be like, I'm going to retire and you're going to see me this fall on <laughs> TSN or on what, right. Cause it's like, he's so charismatic. He was so good for the game as much as like you hear the boring loser hockey people like, well, you know, he's a personality problem in the line. Like shut up. Uh, he's a real guy. And I, I was a big, big, big PK fan. I was hoping that maybe the Canucks would get him on like a PTO or like a low end deal. Uh, but them's the breaks. He's great. I, I love PK Sue, man. Uh, most exciting guy to watch on some bad Montreal teams <laughs> for a while. He was so much fun to watch, especially on like the, cup runs from like 09 to 2011 2012 he was just electric to watch right goes to nashville pretty good there nashville yeah. wins that deal for a couple of years right and then yeah jersey kind of putters out but jersey wasn't very good so i don't blame pk but yeah. i'll miss seeing him on the ice big pk yeah. fan over here hey yeah Corey definitely just nailed the uh nailed the head or uh, whatever you want to fucking say. I don't really know. My, Hit the nail on I the head. It, there you go. I had it in my head, but it just didn't compete with my brain. I was too many nails of, in there. I yeah. was trying to think of other <laughs> things to say about PK. Too much nails like, in your head to figure that out. Uh, all right, that's my Hayden's just going to say he's black. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like... Uh, Best black NHL same, player oh, all time? I mean, probably. Mm-hmm. Wayne Simmons. That's, that's silly. Mike Greer. I well, I'm, I don't know any other like black NHL players other than PK Subban, obviously his brother Jordan Subban, and then Wayne Simmons, right? I believe Oliver Kylington. Shillington, but I'll let you pass. Is it how you say his name? I've never heard anyone say it out loud. I just see it. I have yeah. him in my hockey league, and I've just been like, oh, that's Kylington for sure. Yeah, it's Shillington. <laughs> it's weird. Throws me off every time. It's weird. What a stupid way to say that name. He's Swedish, I'm pretty sure, too. <laughs> yeah, so. he's got some sweet in there, I know. But, like, still, that... The European aspect probably makes it weird. K, Y, you're like, uh-huh, shh. You're like, how? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I know. But, Hayden, back to you before we... Yeah, anyway, sorry, sorry. Before Corey and I'm stepping and trying and throw him under the bus. But I, uh, I have... A nice Montreal jersey. It's a Camilleri jersey here, but I mean... That's a throwback. Absolute throwback. But I mean, PK was definitely someone to watch when I was watching the uh, Canadians because yeah. I was like, oh, like, I, I like the Canadians at a time. I also like the Sharks at a time, too. But no, seeing PK Subban, he was absolutely electrifying uh, for his, like, what was like his first five years in Montreal. It was just like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Stud. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, not like he quickly fell off, but I mean, yeah, he fell off as soon as, you know, his years went by and he was a big, big hitter kind of guy. And then just diminished his career probably. Yeah. I mean, some of his best highlights of like against Boston, a lot of his best highlights are against Boston where he just tying the games up late in the period Overtime winning games and double overtime and playoffs tying it up with two minutes left in game seven against Boston in 2011. In the Eastern Conference Finals, like, yeah, obviously Boston went on to win in overtime to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. But, I mean, he played a massive role in that. 
his breakaway goal at home in the Bell Center, one of the greatest playoff goals of all time when he was fresh out of the box. And it was he always had the most electrifying celebrations too. It always got you pumped up. His hit on Marshawn when he just legit stopped him in his tracks and Marshawn looked like he was from another planet. I was it, just looking that hit up right it, now. <laughs> he legit almost patcher like Zidane Ochara patcher added him like he it was such a big hit it was <laughs> you know when you see some hits where you're like okay that was a big hit but like it was clean like Took it was clear like, out of the skates <laughs> like like some hits look like okay like the offensive player had enough momentum where it didn't look like he was incredibly like phased by it where the hit almost just like knocked him off his tracks kind of thing this one you felt it when PK Subban hit him like and anywhere watching that you felt the impact in your chest. It's like that scene out of Dr. Strange when the lady hits him and he goes out of his body. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what happened to Marshawn. That That was the most I've ever seen someone. I've obviously like watched Scott Stevens hit real in the head. Yeah. And everyone's legit knocked out. But like, that's the, like that's one of the few hits where I truly see someone get like fucked up from a hit and they're just like, Oof. yeah, like Marshawn just was not himself. So PK Subban definitely brought a lot of like electric factory to the NHL and sad to see him go, but I'm sure he has a career in media for like the next fucking 15 to 20 years. Like this guy's going to yeah. be a rock star in that area. He's going to, He's going to probably make more money in the media industry than he did in the NHL. Like he's, he was just born for it. You're going to see him everywhere. Like a Kevin BX, type of thing. So I'm excited for the future of PK Subban and it was fun while it lasted, but question. Cause I think Chara is, um, but is PK Subban a hall of famer? No. Yeah. I don't think unfortunately, yeah. Uh, no cups. Uh got he has a Norris, so you're like, okay. But I think it's how just, many years would you say like how often was he the best defenseman in the NHL? Four, maybe you could argue maybe. Yeah, three or four. But even maybe. then, you're like, and that's probably wrong. Yeah. Very good. He's a very he was a very good NHL defenseman. Yeah. But yeah, probably not. Not he, he'd be in like the Hall of Very Good. <laughs> yeah. He'd be in the Hall of Fame if the Hall of Fame was like exciting players. You know what I mean? He's like, a Hall of Famer on and off the ice because he's donating like $10 mm. million dollars a year to the Montreal. Humanitarian like, wise, yeah. Yeah, like humanitarian. Like he's he was a leader on and off the ice. He's a Hall of Fame player in that aspect. Just like one of the best people to ever play in the NHL. But in terms of like on ice, I don't think so. He also won the gold medal for Canada in 2014. Mm. So he's a gold medal under his belt, but I don't think it's enough for to get a Hall of Fame. I, I mean, think... outside of Carey Price, who's been a better Canadian for the last 15 years. Yeah. No, it's hard to say. Saku Koivu. Yeah. <laughs> right? You're like, well, I guess him. Yeah, it's hard to say anyone other than P.K. Subban. Outside of Price. Yeah, like, yeah. Not, not same Price. But... There you go. All right, and then last but not least, Keith Yandel, uh, eleven hundred games played, six hundred. Iron Man, 
619 points, the current Ironman streak leader at 989 games straight played before he was health bombed on Philly um, for no fucking reason at all. Probably should have been a little bit before that. The guy could have been scratched a handful of times. Yeah, he but was also not good in his last year. But to me, this Keep is like the, out there. this is the Eli Manning situation. Philly, you're not fucking winning anything. Why mm-hmm. are you gonna play a junior player one game and then put Yandel back in? Yeah. You may as well just sit Yandel for the rest of the fucking year if you're gonna end his Iron Man streak. That's what I would do if I was Keith Yandel. I'd be like, do you know what? Fuck this. I'm just, just, I'm not playing for the rest of the year if you're just gonna cut my streak like that for one game. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that was uh, just like a pithy move. Yeah, remember when that happened to Eli Manning when he had like all those consecutive starts for the New York giants. And then they scratched him, played like Davis fucking web or something like that. And then they were like, yeah, Eli, you're back in next game. It's like, why, what was the point of that? What did you get out of it? What did you get out of it? Just to see you suffer. Uh, Yeah. So it doesn't make sense, but he is the current Ironman streak leader. It's probably going to go to Phil Castle this year. Um, Build a thrill, baby. Knock on wood. But uh, he had he was drafted in Arizona, went to New York, then Florida. His best years were probably in New York, Florida, and then finished off in Philadelphia. Um, there isn't much to say on Keith Yandel. He was a great, he was a good offensive defenseman for a few years, for like a three four year span. Was never really the best defensively, but he was pretty good on the power play. Power play specialist, just good in the offensive end. Um, 619 points. Like, it's not too shabby for a defenseman. Um, you guys have any word on Keith Yandel? I don't uh, have much to say about. Sorry, you go, Hayden. You go. I was just gonna say, I don't have much to say either. I never really followed along with Keith Yandel up until last year, Jeff, or not. Yeah, last year when that whole uh healthy scratch ending the Iron Man series thing came out, and I was like. Well, that's just fucking pointless. Like, yeah, <laughs> like you literally just held he scratched him for one game and it ended his streak. Like, that's just disrespectful. And then he played the next game. Like, it yeah, just didn't exactly. make sense to me. It, it didn't make sense whatsoever. Hella disrespectful. And yes, it totally reminds me of like that Eli Manning uh, fucking situation where it's like, this guy's given you nothing but respect, utmost respect for how many years. And you just do that. Like, it doesn't make sense. The one thing I would say is maybe because it was just like it was Yandel's first year with the team. Like he only played what he played one year with Philly. Yeah. Just the one year. So like it's not like it was he was on Arizona. Like if it was like Shane Doan doing that, maybe that'd be like the same if Shane Doan had the Iron Man streak and they cut him for one game and then put him back in. Like that would be like, what the fuck are you doing? But like I just don't see a point like Philly ain't going fucking anywhere. You may as well just scratch someone else and keep him in there keep mm-hmm. him as a seventh defenseman put him on pp2 and maybe give him fucking six minutes a game keep him playing keep the iron man streak going why the fuck not you could have gone to like nearly a thousand but because that's all really yandel had going for him was the iron man streak but yeah he wasn't great last no. couple of years like his last year in florida like he always put up some points but was just like not reliable yeah, but You're... at the same time, the guy had like I think ten ish seasons of at least forty points, which yeah. is great for a defenseman. Yeah. I would kill it 
if a couple Canucks could hit 40 points on the back yeah. end, right? <laughs> Please, God, someone other than Quinn. Uh, but yeah, he's he's like that kind of guy who's like just solid power play defenseman, not a great defenseman. Yeah. Managed to stay healthy, which is very impressive in its own right. Yeah, 100%. No one, like guys can't do it, especially in hockey. You, know, you get 82 games, you're skating up and down, you're getting hit all night. It's a bummer. And to like not have never needed time off was just like Mr. Consistency. There's something to say for that. You got yeah. three different guys that retired in like weird ways of like being great. Yeah. <laughs> Nino Chara, just Hall of Fame defenseman. PK Subban, electrifying kind of guy in and out of the game. And then Keith Yandel, just Mr. Fucking uh, Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. <laughs> Yeah, and he's one of the funniest guys in the league too. Like the way he just sonked people—that was his thing. The sonk, where he would fake pass up behind the net and people would skate by, and he would just yell "sonk" at them because they they went for his fake pass. It was hilarious, but he was just known as like a really funny offensive defenseman who was never really great defensively. But like you said, I mean, ten seasons of forty plus points—that's not too shabby. Nothing um, to yeah look down upon. Um. We'll probably go to the biggest one, Nathan McKinnon. Retired? Yeah, yeah Nathan McKinnon <laughs> retired. Uh, becomes the highest paid player in NHL history, um, AAV-wise. Uh, eight years, $12.6 million a year, just Damn over straight. $100 million. Overpaid, just right, or underpaid? I think, or, I think right. Right probably definitely could get more the same way a lot of people could get more like how we were talking about Makar right like Makar could get more I think McKinnon could get more I think a lot of people could get more but the fact that he is the highest AAV player now I think it's just right I will say for this year it's an overpay you know what I mean cap hasn't gone up yet they're saying like, like, and that's why he gets this deal, right? Like, is Nathan McKinnon the best player in the NHL? No, <laughs> he's not, right? He brings a lot of stuff and he's one of the best players in the NHL. But with everyone saying like, yeah, the cap's going to go up. If it's not next year, it's the year after. And Colorado looks at their books and they're like, okay, I think we can swing it. You don't want to do a bridge deal. No. Right. You don't want to be like, okay, Nate, how about we go three years at uh, 10 million? And then it's like, and he puts up 100 points for the next three years. Like, and now you pay him 15, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I get it. I don't think I think it's a, a just like it's a just right contract in the general sense of the whole contract. I think the problem now is the cap's not going to go up that much, and Colorado's got a lot of guys who. <laughs> I mean, like it's all that depth that wins you, yeah, a cup that you're like, well. Now, how can you afford it? <laughs> like, you're going to go to the thing. It's like, can you be that one exception like Tampa Bay? <laughs> I don't know if you saw the thing, but it did say that the NHL has given NHL preparing teams for a sharp salary cap increase over the next three seasons. Yeah, so like I it's going to go up a few million each season. Yeah, so I think it's supposed to go up like a decent amount so that they have a much better core than Toronto, I would say, locked up. They got Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen locked up for at least the next five years, which is better than Matthews, Marner, Tavares, oh, Nylander. 
So, and they already have the cup, right? I think yeah. that's a huge thing. Yeah. I think if Colorado wins the cup, McKinnon might not even do his extension yet, right? Because I just think he doesn't want anything on his mind going like, because he wants to try and win the cup. That was his main thing. He's like, I'm nine seasons in and I haven't won shit. And then the next year he wins the cup. So I think that was a big thing why he just signed on. And maybe he took more than when he said he said he was like, I would take less again, which Mm -hmm. I think 12.6 will be is less. But I was expecting around the 10 and a half range, like a Matthews contract, maybe like that would be his less. Mm-hmm. But I think he, when he said it, he was like, yeah, I would take less again. And then he went and won the cup. He's like, okay, well, fuck this. I was get paid. Um, yeah. Like, that's I mean, maybe what sense. I was thinking. I look but... at it and I'm like, he's doubling his money starting next yeah. year, like six, three to 12, six. And you're like, okay, well, Eric Johnson comes off the books next year and that's $6 million. So you're fine. Yeah. So I think the contract is just right. If anything, he might become underpaid. Um, in like two years. Yeah. Like whoever whoever has a contract coming up that's like a young stud. Yeah. Um, where would you rank McKinnon in the league? Are we talking about just like forwards? Skaters. Skaters. Like defensemen also? Yeah. Um, it pushes them down a little bit because I think it's so much harder to get like a true – number one like you know what i mean like it's so rare to really get like that guy he's number four for me in the league i have all skaters yeah who's your top three mcdavid Uh uh-huh mccarr uh-huh matthews mckinnon dry sidle it's fair i'm trying to rack my brain like off the cuff to be like maybe maybe kucherov in front of dry i flip flop between the two because i think kucherov Mm -hmm. when healthy he's fucking unbelievable see but but when i think about it i'm like if you're talking about like a guy for just one year and like fully healthy on my team to win a playoff series i would probably rather have like victor hedman than i'm just talking about players in general but that's what i mean of like and like it's hard for me to go like D against forwards in that sense. It's because my, if I have Victor Hedman, I can put him on the ice for 28 minutes to 30 minutes of this game. He's going to play in every single situation. You know what I mean? Like, and then McKinnon, you're like, I'm going to get 20 minutes out of this guy. He's does everything really, really well. He's fantastic. He's an all-star. He's one of the best in the game, but I'm like, ah, what I rather have like a number one defenseman. So it's like, uh, who's, like better in that sense that's why it's tough if i'm going just forwards he's yeah he's i would rather have nathan mckinnon than austin matthews that's fair i go mcdavid just because you can't no one's better than mcdavid no one's better uh i would go mckinnon second and mckinnon i would i would almost put him above mcdavid in the sense only of like the guy has the will you know what I mean? He's like, way more he like physical. Wants to yeah, win yeah. that game, and he will drag his team yeah. to winning. He plays with an edge. He's he'll hit. He'll fight. He'll like he'll do whatever he has to to win that game. McDavid is just like better at hockey. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like he skates faster, scores more. Like he's just the no. skills there. If you could like ingrain that like heart of McKinnon into McDavid, he would be insane. I agree 100%. Um, 
as time moves on, we've gotten pretty deep into this episode, and we haven't cracked, talked about the NFL week three. Pigs. Um, we will start Where Hayden on, comes to life. We will start on Thursday night football, starting at the beginning of the week with the prime times. We're going to cover all the prime time games and maybe some other big games that jump out to us. Uh, Cleveland defeats Pittsburgh in the AFC North rival game, twenty nine to seventeen, with a wild play. At the end of the game, that resulted in a Denzel Ward touchdown. Hayden, what were your thoughts on this game? Was <laughs> like, <But> a tuba? <laughs> that's a fucking loud ass <laughs> fart, man. Like it, it was fucked. It was just so boring. Like, I other than other than the George Pickens like catch. Oh my could, oh, god! To Odell. Personally, I'm still a big fan of Odell's catch over George Pickens. I think situational uh, Odell obviously had way more going on, but I do think Pickens was a little bit more athletic to just manipulate your body, go parallel, like absolutely insane. And then, yeah, the touchdown at the end of the game uh, absolutely saved my fantasy, uh, my fantasy uh week because i had the browns defense and at one point they were at one point and then the next they're at 10 and i'm like well fuck let's go that's beautiful (laughs) oh it was like poetic justice for me but i mean like what what do you expect it's jacoby Brissett and mitch trubisky and it's like it it could have just been more of a battle of the running backs like Najee, kareem hunt and nick chubb like that's who you're watching in that game. Yeah. You know what's so disappointing about that game is that for the last eight years-ish, not eight, five years, maybe five years, the AFC North has been so great, so fun to watch. And you see how important having a average or better quarterback is in the NFL because you look at both these teams and if you put a number 16 guy on either of these teams and you're like fuck they could win a Super Bowl this year right yeah. like who's like the most average-ish Kirk kind of Cousins. quarterback Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins is perfect is right very Kirk Cousins is good but he is not great by any means <laughs> his you career Kirk Cousins on the fucking Browns or the Steelers yeah, good team. Great team. Both have strong D. The O-lines aren't great. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh's is terrible. Cleveland's is all right. But they have, like, receiver-wise, they both have weapons. You got Njoku, you got Cooper. Kareem Hunt can catch better than most receivers, uh, right? You've got Claypool's pretty good. Deontay Johnson's great. Fryermouth. Fryermouth. I don't know how to say his Friar name. Muth. I'll never learn it properly. George Pickens He's now. But Pickens is a rookie. You're like... Tons of talent on both these teams, and yet we're subjected to watching Jacoby Brissett, who is like top level bad quarterback, <laughs> and Mitch Trubisky, who should not be starting in the NFL. Like he's terrible. Backup central. He is. He was a great backup to Josh Allen that one game where Josh like totally destroyed the team, and he came and Trubisky came in and just said like, "Oh yeah, we'll run it." Yeah, Mitch Trubisky is like the 
38th best quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's a great backup <laughs> to have because that means you're like the fifth or sixth best guy. Yeah. But he like, come on, start the rookie at this point because you're getting nothing out of this guy. Cause you know what, why I agree with that is because when you got a backup, yes, you want them to kind of learn mm-hmm. all that, you know, learn, learn from a good quarterback, learn, learn the ropes. And you also kind of want to learn from like a vet. That's when you typically mm-hmm. get a backup quarterback. Who's is has been when, around for the last yeah, 10 years. Is when your starting quarterback is like either on the ropes, like, like I guess like near the end of their career kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like the best case scenario would be like a Miami situation with like Fitzpatrick as the starter and then Pickens comes in. Because, mm-hmm. like, Fitzpatrick, yeah, he wasn't uh, the best. He was a journeyman. He played on 14 different teams. But was but, capable of being great. Yeah, but at least he was capable of bringing something to the table where Trubisky mm-hmm. has shown that he's not won every seven games he'll play an above-average game, mm-hmm. right? So, like, what's Pickens really learning watching Trubisky and, like, learning from him? Like, he's not really learning much, so I feel like he may as well just, like, Hey, let's go out there and like give her a go. Just fucking just go do your thing. This next week for Pittsburgh would be a great week because they're going up against the Jets. Yeah. Throw Pickett in. And even okay, and even if you don't put Pickett in, put Mason Rudolph in. (laughs) Yes. I want a shot. Okay, no, 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 no. Try anybody but Mitch Trubisky. Fuck that. I'd rather watch Trubisky over fucking Mason Rudolph, man. Fuck that guy. Wow. I dude, Why I cannot, hate him so much. I can't. <laughs> I can't stand Mason Rudolph, man. Like he, I, I honestly, great quarterback competition right there. Trubisky versus Rudolph. It's clear that they like Trubisky over Rudolph. Yeah, Steelers do. Big yikes! Why do they have all three guys? <laughs> right. I don't know why. Like they're taking up your three quarterbacks that aren't starting caliber yet are taking up your roster. Like get rid of fucking one, put them on the. They've got to have the worst quarterback room. One hundred percent. They have three backups. At least, at least Flacco and a rookie that's not even like a surefire guy. You know, Uh, no one's looking at Pickett and being like, "Oh, just give him a year and he'll light the world on fire." Like at least, at least Flacco's like laying his hammer on the table and throwing for like over. 250 yards on like Trubisky. Yeah, don't think... give a fuck, Flacco. I yeah. love it. Flacco, Flacco, top end backup quarterback. Flacco yeah. threw it, uh, like, uh, what was it, around 109 times in two 100, games? 102 times. Just, they're slinging games. it because he knows he's going to be benched. So he's like, yeah. hey, fuck, do I care? I may I'm as well go out there and send show it. out. Yeah. Give my receivers a chance. You know, pepper <laughs> them with throws. Yeah. Let's go, Garrett Wilson. Exactly. Right. But, yeah, that was a Thursday night stinker. Um, it was just funny. I saw some tweets where it was like, uh, I feel terrible for all the alternate spreads of Pittsburgh plus 10 and a half <laughs> or whatever because uh, they lost by 12 off of that final touchdown. That's and also uh, Claypool had over under 35 receiving yards and he was at 40. And on the last play, apparently he got credited with minus six receiving yards that brought him down to 34, oh. <laughs> which also, which also doesn't make sense because the ball was spotted on the four yard line and you can only get negative receiving yards if you go six yards back of the yeah. line of scrimmage. So how did he get negative six if he was on the four? Doesn't make sense. Because a ref 
bet the under. <laughs> yeah. But um, Hayden, if we did have to um, judge our picks, we were wrong about the under because we guessed under 38 and a half. But oh, yeah, I mean, it sucks, sakes, man. Like, we would have got it if fucking Cleveland didn't score that last touchdown. I, th- I, I actually think that was the first over in all of primetime games this year so far. Ugh. But I mean, going over 38 and a half shouldn't be the hardest thing in the world. No, yeah. The <laughs> fact that it was that low, it should be beat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's move on to some of the Sunday slate. Hayden, we will start with your Saints and Panthers. Unfortunate let's, let's loss not. to the Carolina. <laughs> um, just because it's your team, I just want a brief rundown of what you saw from your boys. Um, unfortunate uh, divisional loss. What happened? Uh, we'll keep it short and simple here. Uh, Jameis Winston playing with four fractures in his back. Guy has a heart of a champion. But That's a real the, back injury. After the after the first half, like it was clear that he just didn't have like the back power to make some throws, and he was missing wide open uh, players. Like there was a big third and three in the Carolina red zone, and Alvin Kamara was just sitting right at the first down marker, and Winston throws it like to the right corner and it's like Jameis what the fuck are you doing like he's just <laughs> he's trying to make a play and I get why it's just because uh I feel like he was like oh we're in a hole it's like you're down 10 points or you're down 13 points just do the smart play you know get get Camara, get Thomas get like anyone going and the only bright spot the defense played amazingly the defense only allowed 13 points. They allowed a 75 yard touchdown run and two field goals. The seven points from uh, the fumble that was very unusual for Kamara. Kamara's only fumbled the ball seven times. So that was a shocker. But the big bright spot Chris Olave uh, 13 targets, nine receptions, 158 yards. And like this guy, you can see his route running and how silky smooth it is. He had like four 12-yard out routes that just looked absolutely like pristine. Had the corner turned around. And I want to give my flowers to Marshawn Lattimore. In three weeks, he's only allowed three catches for 17 yards on him. Absolutely insane. Yeah. I hate that such great defensive play is being wasted right now because of uh, poor offensive decisions. And uh, it's weird because on well on Sunday I opened mm-hmm. and I didn't get to see much um, games because I was delivering, so I wasn't able to watch a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't see what Chris Olave did. I don't think they have him in the NFL.com because his stats aren't up here under the receiving. <laughs> so I didn't know he went off for that far for oh, that yeah. much, like. It's amazing. Rookie, like first round NFL rookie receivers, there's like a 90% chance by week four, they're not going to be considered rookies anymore. There's going to be another dog in this league. Like Mm -hmm. there's going to be another receiver you have to look out for because receivers progress that much. And it's really nice to see that Chris Olave is progressing on the path that he was projected to. to. Um. Hopefully you can keep this up because 158 yards is pretty I, good. 
I think he's officially taken over Michael Thomas in uh, like point per game stats uh, for fantasy. Like <laughs> I was viewing it today and Olave for me has projected 15.88 points. And I think Thomas in like the uh, non point per first down, but if you add like three or four points, Thomas is only at like 13. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy to see, but no, Olave has the deep route running and the precise route running like it's and hands yeah so not like all those other receivers with those stumps yeah <laughs> yeah not like not like the uh catch leader or anyone no never. <laughs> the uh i wonder if there will be a bit of a market correction on olave if he keeps it up right because it's like right now teams are like we have to guard michael thomas first right yeah no literally like like can they the- be like or and here's the difference is i like Jameis, but you live by the crab you die by the crab like <laughs> the man sometimes just sucks right no, like literally that's just who Jameis is sometimes he'll throw 500 yards and six touchdowns and then sometimes he'll throw for 170 yards and three picks <laughs> Like, yeah. that's the just craziest, who the guy is going to be forever. The craziest thing is, like, I know he has it in him because mm-hmm. he literally showed it in the fourth quarter against Atlanta how efficient and how precise he was. He was making all the right reads. But then even watching back some of the game, because I'm an, an insane fan that I do that, I go back and I watch games, and I literally look at, like, players who get open right away. And I hate to say it, but, like, Michael Thomas, he makes one cut, and he already has like three yards of separation and it's fucking insane. And it's like, just literally throw it to him. This is why breeze and Thomas got to 149 catches was because after one move, Thomas was open on a slant route. And it's like, if you could take a free six yards, every fucking play, would you not do that? Of yeah. course you would do that. Breeze so, is looking his way before anyone else anyone else and that that's a lot of bad things that i think Jameis is on too he's only taking one side of the read and he's not going through progressions i don't know if you guys saw the one-handed catch by marquez calloway in the end zone terrible throw decision by the way terrible because (laughs) olave on the backside ran a slant and was like three yards away from the other guy it's just it's a big headache uh i'm sure like it's like saints the saints have too good of a roster to be this poor. And I'm sure after a couple of games, like if, if we don't beat Minnesota, then it's, it's like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. Minnesota's now. not bad. <laughs> they're not bad, but like, they're also middle of the pack. I feel like where Minnesota is the perfect team that beats good teams and loses to bad teams. Yeah. Like we are like, almost ah. lost to Detroit. Like how did they almost lose to Detroit? I don't know. Because Detroit's a bunch of scrappy underdogs this year, Hayden. Come on. I know, but Detroit, like, (laughs) Detroit's still Detroit. All right. (laughs) They're still Detroit. Like, they're one and two, right? Like, they're not world beaters. But they definitely should have closed that game versus Minnesota. I don't think the Saints are world beaters anymore either. You don't have the quarterback for it. You guys won't be world beaters because Jameis, even if he he was healthy, you're like, you'll win more than you'll lose, but you're going to lose more than you should. I was telling Donald this, and I feel, and I said, "That's a bar right there." I'll make, Thanks. I'll make a proper judgment on Jameis when he's healthy. I don't think it's fair to do it when he has to four judge fractures. Him over the last five years of his career, yeah. <laughs> the last five years, <laughs> I like. 
his back hurt all of them. No, I don't want to get into. I don't want to get into all of it. He didn't have what he should have had in. No, shut up, stop it. You know what? I like Jameis Winston. I'm just telling you, he's going to be a guy who's end topic. I have one question for you. One, and it is, if the Saints don't do like very well this year, right? Mm-hmm. And you wind up with like a bottom half of the league pick, right? You're in the top 15 or something. How hard are you guys going like, we need to draft a quarterback? Well, this is the tough thing. We don't have a first round pick this year because we traded it oh. to, but, but for, who? for what? For Philly to move up uh, and get like Trevor Penning and Olave this year. Ah. Uh. Yeah, obviously Trevor Penning. Injured, well, are you hoping but... for a free agent then? No, 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 no. This isn't. No, no, no. The biggest play is it all depends on the teams in good situations that do bad this year. So, like, if the Chargers suck this year mm-hmm. or if the Cowboys suck this year or Miami, they're not going to suck this year because they're actually competent now. Or if some good team, like, just sucks – Mm-hmm. but it's like they're a coach away who's the one coach that's going to come back from fox and who still has his rights new orleans sean so payton. i feel like teams are going to pay for sean payton's rights and that'll give us picks you think so to get a quarterback you think a team's going to give no like no a first... i i don't know if it's going to be a quarterback i don't know if it's going to be any other player i just know sean payton is probably worth a first round pick this year Maybe a second or two first, one and back to back. I don't know. I think that's crazy, but I, I hope do it as happens well. For but you. remember what happened with John Gruden. So that's you'd think people maybe learn their lesson from that one, though. Yeah, but see, John Gruden's kind of an asset. I but that's that's the whole projection. We can stop talking about the okay. Saints because there's so many other I, games that we got to move on to. Yeah, I want to quickly will... say the Carolina Panthers because not a good team. No, and you know why they're not a good team? Baker Mayfield. Like, I don't understand what's happening here because you look at Baker Mayfield and you're like, he's a more talented quarterback than the guys they've had for the last five years, right? And on, on a talent level alone, you're like, yes, he is. There's a reason why he was a number one pick. How can the guys who came before him, who suck, get the ball? Like, how does Christian McCaffrey have, uh, what, two catches in that game? Two yeah, catches for, for seven yards. He's your best, like, and DJ Moore. Uh, that's that's has the exact same way I feel about Kamara. Kamara only catch has for five catches like, for three weeks. How is it like? How are you not throwing the ball to those? Ben two McAdoo guys? is also their offensive coordinator. Terrible. So garbage. <laughs> yeah, like, Dude, it's not even crazy. that hard to realize. Get the Christian ball McCaffrey to your best is like player. the best football player <laughs> when he's yeah. healthy on the planet. Like, you can't stop him. Does the he's NFL so great in space? little white guy coming in and out you're like yeah look at him go he'll get 200 all-purpose yards every week if you just throw it to him like throw a couple screens what are you doing does the you're my mind do fucking professional leagues not learn their fucking lesson quit recycling offensive coordinators and coaches try something else especially ben mackie has sucked for a while Hire someone from fucking college who ran like an air raid offense when you have God. guys hire like a kid who plays Madden a lot. Like, <laughs> like hire someone who plays like air raid when you have McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson. Say what right. you want about Anderson, but he's he's a good he receiver. Can get 
But hire someone who can bring something new. Ben McAdoo literally ruined careers when he was coaching for the Giants. Yeah. Fucking forget him. Why why is he... It makes me angry because I have McCaffrey in a league. But, like, why does he have a job in this league? Does no one pay attention to what he did? No, I I totally agree. It doesn't make sense. It it doesn't make sense whatsoever. But, Corey, you're you're literally speaking my mind when, like... The Giants are actually using Saquon this year. Yep. That is one that has turned around that I, I've loved. They're using Saquon this year, and that's how you utilize him. Why isn't McAdoo, why isn't Carmichael using their running the backs ball. the way right. like they should be used? I don't know. Wild. Let's talk about the rest of the games, because Hayden said let's keep it short, and we talked about yeah. the Saints-Carolina Panthers for like 25 minutes. That's right. Fucking Corey. Um, all right, I'm going to run through some games. We'll say the first word that comes um, well, to our head. Well, actually, I do want to talk about a couple because there were some big <laughs> ones. Um, Colts upset the Chiefs. Ha! Hilarious. Absolutely is... fucking tragedy. Colts get shut out by the Jags, and then the next week they beat the Chiefs. What the fuck? I happened? mean, to be fair, coming into the year, we all thought the Colts were going to be a better team. Did we I not? Thought, did, did we not think... think they'd be a good team this <laughs> year? I thought they were going to win the division. You look at how they played last year, and you're like, they were pretty good with Carson Wentz. And you're like, Matt Ryan's better than Carson Wentz, and should, should at and, least be on par. And with, oh, come on, Carson Wentz fucking sucks. Oh yeah, no, I know. I'm gonna say this year, it's it's hard. Oh to say yeah, right now better. after three games, <laughs> sure. But coming into the season though, you're like, this. I thought it was a big upgrade. Better than they were upgrade, last year. Yeah, yeah. And Pittman was taking a jump too with the first two weeks. Right? He had good Pittman, weeks. Yeah, Pittman had a. Had a huge I won't write the Colts weeks. off yet because I they the Colts. Should have coming into the year. They're also you look at in a shit division, and they should have been a team that could keep, like, could beat Kansas City coming into the year. You would look at like before the before you saw the Colts play at all this year, and you looked at the schedule, you'd be like, oh, that should be a good game. Yeah. And then the Colts were fucking terrible for two weeks. Yeah. Like, Dog oh, water. this would be a blowout, and then everybody picked Kansas in their survivor pool this this week, and then everybody lost. Yeah. And Mahomes threw his first pick of the year. Hilarious. Um, Love when the Chiefs lose. But yeah, I think the first actual pick. Yeah, the Colts traditionally start off slow and go on like a random seven game run. Much like a real horse. And then they will lose when they need to win for a playoff spot. So expect the same. Uh, That's right. Miami upsets Buffalo. Hilarious. But punt, but punt, but punt. (laughs) So great. That was the best thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. A blocked punt with your teammate's own butt. I hate when Red Zone just fucking lines that shit up and they're like, oh, we never usually sow punts, but usually when we do, something crazy happens to them. And I'm like, they're deep in their end zone. This is going right off of someone's ass, isn't it? And it just went, it went literally right in his ass. And I'm like, that's crazy. The ball did debit or credit right through the butt cheeks. It was (laughs) fucking unbelievable. At first, everyone thinks that the kicker just like shanked it, right? That he like caught it too much on his foot and just kicked it backwards. Backwards? And you're like, yikes, worst kick of your life. And then it's like, nah, it wasn't, it wasn't his fault so much. You know what's actually funny? I heard about this because Thomas Morstead played for the, played for the Saints. That was his first block punt ever against him. Wow. And it was his own guy. <laughs> it was his own teammate. Here's the thing that I'm wondering about Miami. It has been a little bit unseasonably warm down Very. in Florida. 
And Stephon they've had, Diggs had they, to leave early with dehydration. See, they had high. home games the last two weeks, didn't they? Yeah. No, 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 no. They played yeah. in Baltimore. Were they in Baltimore last week? They were I in don't Baltimore. think so. They were in Baltimore. Believe me, they were in Baltimore. Okay. Weird that you were so much. I have on Lamar that. Jackson on my team. Come on. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I thought <laughs> I, I like, saw. I thought I saw turquoise. Um, no, no, Hayden no, is correct. It is. But it was in Baltimore. You look at this week, and you're watching guys like the Dolphins are. Obviously, everyone's a human. They're all playing on the same condition. But one team lives there and practices there, mm-hmm. and is a little more accustomed to the heat. Uh, the other team. Not so much. You play in Buffalo, uh, where the it's complete not hot opposite. All year. The complete and opposite. It's like you're watching these guys cramp up. You're watching like you could just that last throw by Allen at the end of the game, where he just like basically didn't have the juice to get it to the guy almost. And you're just like, man, yikes! I would love to watch those two teams play again here, uh, and it'll be exciting when they do. I think that Miami is looking like a team to be reckoned with. I don't think Mm -hmm. they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, but uh, so fun to watch. And obviously we're going to talk about the fact that Tua obviously had a concussion, right? Well, I was just about to say um, the NFL is investigating the way Miami handled Tua's uh, head injury because he literally collapsed. When he got up and yes, obviously any sort of knock to the head, you might like stumble for a bit, but he legit, his legs went out from under him and that's never a sign where, Oh, give him five minutes and he'll come back in and be completely fine. And you now call it a back injury. Let me, if you, if I fall down, you tackle me and I hurt my back and I get up. If I've hurt my back, I'm doing something more like, ah, or, or you go take a step. You're like, Nope. And you go down. You don't go like this. <laughs> back in fucking wacky inflatable arm tube man your way yeah. to the ground yeah fucking back crazy. injury back injuries it's like you go down to one knee and then like you're like help fours. me off the fucking field yeah, yeah. your I hand is back. literally yeah. on your back but he that like never happened Bad and he form. never grabbed his ankle now that mike mcdaniel is saying he's out with a ankle slash back injury which are the two most random like slash points you know when yeah. it's like an I leg fell slash, down and I hit my head, but my like, ankle got twisted yeah. up. Like it's usually like a foot slash ankle or like yeah. something it's like that. Ankle slash back. Like that is two different points of the body. Like that is weird. Mm-hmm. And in no point did it ever look like he was hobbling with that injury. It's clearly you're deflecting. You had a foggy they, brain. He legit should not have come back into the game. You see him no. at the ground. You see the whiplash when his head goes yeah. conk and hits the field. And you're like, if, and that's where it, it didn't happen when he got hit. It happened when he hit the ground. You're like, yeah. Jesus. If they said like a neck injury, like that would be way more understandable because yeah. maybe whiplash or something like. Nah, back and ankle because like, we're morons. It's, yeah. When we weren't he born goes yesterday. Out, I was like, oh shit. I was like, the Bills are about to win this game. Because you're like, I don't know who Miami's backup quarterback is, but uh Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, well, maybe they could have <laughs> won still. Teddy Bridgewater, also top tier backup quarterback. Top tier. I can throw for uh, 150 yards and one touchdown, and that is it. <laughs> Thanks, Teddy. That's all we needed. We're gonna run I won't the ball. win the I won't win the game, but I won't be the reason we lose. That's right. <laughs> I'm not gonna make too many mistakes. Uh, but yeah, it was that it was so Shit like that in the NFL, like just they all this shit always happens. Yeah. <laughs> like it's always something. 
with these assholes. And this week it was just, here's a guy who clearly shouldn't be playing the game of football still today. And yet we're going to trot him back out there. But you know what? Like the worst part is it's sometimes it's not even the coaches that are like wanting to get them back on the field. It's the players themselves. Yeah. The players themselves are so like needy to be out on the field. And that's just the grit of how football players are. Obviously, coming from personal experience, they have guaranteed contracts. They have to play, otherwise they're going to exactly. Get but like, I remember in high school or in junior, like the only thing that could literally take me off the field was like the fact that I couldn't move. You know what I mean? Or if I actually like literally lost consciousness one time because of concussion. So to get a football player to come off the field takes a lot, and but that's now why it's that stupid that you, like, you have trainers, you have medical guys. Exactly. It's like, and he now goes, that there's he the NFLPA, they should be saying, why the fuck is this man on the field? He literally fell down without anyone touching him, and he did not grab his back. Yeah. He did not grab his ankle. He literally looked like he just got you shot. You can't let a guy who got a concussion tell you he's okay to go back in the game. Because you just watched a guy fall down to the ground. And it's like, he's in the medical tent. You're running tests. Clearly, that guy is not fine. Who cares what he's saying? You're like, no, you're in the fucking dark room today, bud. You just stay here for this a few days. Win, Tua. Yeah. We need this win. Yeah. yeah. Like, get back out there. He's like, okay. <laughs> but, um, there. Big my... sunglasses. But yeah, I mean, Buffalo's only two points in the fourth quarter was from that safety. I'm not worried about Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo's going to be completely fine. They had 515 yards of offense yeah. to Miami's like two. I blame it on that heat. So I oh, definitely easily. think it played a massive factor, but Miami sits top of the AFC East regardless. That's right. Go um, Three and oh, hilarious. But, Great to see. Um, Minnesota comes back and beats Detroit 28 to 24. Battle of the um, teams that don't matter in my division. Woo. <laughs> All three uh, of them don't matter really, but the Bengals bounce back and beat the Jets 27 to 12. Whoopee. They Had ex- to have that one. Yeah. They, uh, exposed a game from Flacco was coming. Mm-hmm. Um LA or not LA, uh Las Vegas. LV. 0 and 3. They lose Yeesh. 24 to 22 to Tennessee. How do you like that, Devontae? Yeah. Maybe I you shouldn't have laughed. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, played the hangover meme when the, he was on the phone. He was like, look, we, we fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah, and there's Devontae <laughs> Adams calling his uh Devontae <laughs> Adams agent calling the Green yeah. Bay front office. Look, back. We fucked up. Um the Eagles are keeping their momentum going with a 24 to tw- fly, 24 Eagles, to fly. 8 win over the Sanders. Uh Duval upsets Herbert and the Chargers. I mean, take with a grain of salt because Herbert coming, yeah. Herbert like busted ass ribs yeah he did not look like he could play uh but they still won in convincing fashion so we got to give him credit where credit's due 38 to 10 um the rams Trevor lawrence was a first overall pick yeah like the kid's talented let's just see if he can you know put it together he finally has he finally has an nfl coach behind him also we all shit on that christian kirk contract laughed at it super hard he's been great he's been Jeff yeah, and I we, last week we're giving Christian Kirk all of his flowers because yeah, he has lived nice. up to this contract so far. Yeah, he's been living up to it. Um, not the receiver I had in mind who was going to set the receiver market, mm-hmm. but 
all credit to him. I think he's um, living up to it. Uh, the the Rams run through Arizona, um, winning twenty Kyler to Murray. twelve. Kyler Murray cringe. What did Kyler Murray finish with? Um, Can't finish. <laughs> uh, about twenty to ten Three. KDR. Uh, <laughs> Eighteen headshots. He threw it fifty eight times. Yeah. yeah, that's wild. 314 yards with nothing. Nothing. Literally not no touchdowns. Didn't throw a pick though. <laughs> two and you know what? This is the biggest one. The Rams contained him to only two rushes for eight yards. Yeah, that's wild. That's that impressive. is huge. Aaron Donald's just like Bobby. Try it. <laughs> I was gonna say Bobby Wagner was playing QB contain on him and just mm-hmm. watching him. Also, uh, they really need back uh, Hopkins, Marquise Brown. 14 receptions, 140 yards. Damn. That's, a, that's throwing to a receiver a that is, lot. That is 28 points in PPR. That's fucking insane with no <laughs> touchdowns. Um, <laughs> that would, I mean, once Hopkins comes back, that's pretty good. Hopkins with Brown is like your number two because Brown's not a number one. We know that. Yeah. He's a home yeah. run hitting kind of yeah. number two guy. Zach Hurts looks good. So you're like, okay. Like that, all of us, he's going to add such an element to that, to that offense. We'll see what happens. But yeah, Kyler Murray, great, good fantasy quarterback, not great real life quarterback. Cam Akers actually getting involved in the offense. Let's go. Love to see that. Love <laughs> to see that. I don't understand the Rams because I agree. Like they go, we're going to run Henderson 18 times this game. And the next game, we're going to run Akers at, and it's not like either, like, Akers wasn't outplaying him, right? Like he averaged less than a yard more a carry. So it was, but still they're like, no, nah, we're going to feed him three times as many. It's like, why wouldn't you just kind of like split this down the middle with these guys? Why don't you just rush them both 10 times a game or more? Yeah. Like, you or I mean? have, or have one be the third down running back. Something. And if a like, guy really is doing shitty in one game, you're like, like Akers in the first game, was like terrible, right? Well, Akers had, had no two yards. rushes. He had and, two well, rushes. Oh, I don't know what I'm thinking. He there was something nothing. where Akers was bad. It maybe it was week two. Then I don't know. Well, no, no, they, but... no, it was both weeks. He had like dick shit. Akers Did he literally look like shit when he carried the ball both times, though. Akers no, literally like had zero scrimmage yards, but I think because Akers didn't pick up a block, a pass block for Stafford, yeah. and Stafford legit got chest Runs. to to the fucking solar plex hit. Let's go, and Darryl. I think McVeigh is like, all right, buddy, you're fucking done. You can't because he uh, went to commit to the block, block and then backed away. Just went away. And yeah. then I maybe. Yeah. And then I think but that's just like, got neither guy, benched, I, I don't know. Henderson, neither guy is like but, obviously a world beater, but they're both solid. I just I don't understand yeah. the thing where it's like put them both on they're the good running Packers have been doing with Dylan and Jones. They're like they both we play yeah. the H. <laughs> you're like, here we go. Split backs. Let's mm-hmm. let's figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I think Acres is better, but like it's Henderson not like Henderson averages doesn't more take than four yards to carry every game. Opportunities. You're like that's solid. <laughs> yeah. Also, like he's a solid Allen running Robinson. back. Throw him the ball, Matt. But uh, we're gonna move Throw on. Him the ball. <laughs> Only Great. Cooper Cup. Like, yeah. Okay. Exactly. You need. <laughs> <laughs> Corey so didn't listen to our episodes. Corey. Oh, hey, no, I was, hey, no, I was <laughs> about to say Corey's pressing copy and paste from our. Yeah, episodes. he is. Got notes. He's transcripting all of our episodes and finding <laughs> those <laughs> what we said. <laughs> yeah. 
But <laughs> I, or he or he watched the clip I'm a, that we posted on Instagram because I cut a clip a whole of him three hour episode. not thrown it. Yeah. Um, Who cares? Atlanta beat Seattle 27-23. Cordell, Cordell Patterson, one of the greatest running backs of all time, 140 yards and a touchdown. He is electric. Uh, but yeah. Bigger storyline in that, they used Michael Pitts more. Kyle Pitts. Michael Pitts. Kyle, Michael Pitts. <laughs> oh, Michael Pittman. That's what was in my head. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> who close. is that? Michael Pitts, you know, he's the tight end for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, yeah, Kyle Pitts, eight catches, 87, five catches, 87 yards. You're like, finally, like a little bit. Most of that usage came early in the game, but still, mm-hmm. like, let's give the ball to our most athletic player. By the well, way, you know how most I... athletic player could be Drake London. Drake That's London looks true. like a fucking beast. I mean, he only had three catches. So. Yeah, that is true. I always cut a bit of the episode and put it at the front before the intro. Mm-hmm. I'm putting that Kyle Pitts or uh, Michael Pitts part Michael right, Pitts. At the, yeah, right at the front <laughs> of the episode. That's going right there. That's perfect. No one can miss that. Um, you don't want to put the Woody thing that we did for five minutes? I was also going to do that, but that's just way too long. <laughs> Pulling the string over and over again. Come on, you bitch. Play your part. Um, my so Patriots lost to the Ravens 37-26. I think this is... I think this will and Mac Jones is going to be there out for is. three to four weeks. With a high Your season's brain. lost. I, yeah. I think it's going to be more than three to four weeks. A severe high it's ankle sprain. It said I, it did say multiple weeks. So I was I, just like the first thing that came to my head was three five. to four. It's, it, it might be the rest of the five season. Plus. I won't I be know, surprised with the rest of the season. High I ankle sprains are long lingering. I know lingering. this is no comparison whatsoever, Jeff, but I just want to say Michael Thomas had a high ankle sprain and he then missed a year and a half. Now I'm not saying it's going to be the exact same, but just prepare for the worst. Okay. But also especially if the Pats lose like the next four games, then you're like, why would we bring him back to try and get to 500 and still not make the playoffs? But also Saquon had that ankle sprain. I'm pretty sure he was out for like a fucking quarter or some shit uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, one week. It, Literally yeah, one he week. He came, but yeah, he was out for one week. And maybe that's why he was injured for like the next year and a half. But we don't bring that up. But I think this was a storyline of Patriots not able to keep possession of the ball. Mac mm-hmm. Jones threw three interceptions and we just kept fumbling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devontae Parker finally like broke out for one of his big games. Why we brought him in. He had five receptions for 156 yards. So he broke out for like two 30 plus yard catches. So we ran the ball well, like Ramondre Stevenson at 73 yards on the ground for a touchdown. Like that's a pretty solid game. Great um, game. And that's where like, I'm happy with our run run game because Harris had 11 carries for 41 yards and touchdown Stevenson at 12 carries for 73 yards and touchdown. doing what the Rams should be doing. Exactly. Um, we're those carries, down baby. The middle because they're both effective in, in the same way. Um, Kendrick Bourne had more than two offensive snaps because he had four receptions. So that means at least four offensive snaps born again. Um, yeah. he had 58 yards. So pretty decent, but I think right now, Lamar Jackson, the MVP favorite right now, he, I think he's just, just sitting there without a contract extension. <laughs> and Like Hayden, his dark, his dark horse MVP. He was my MVP coming in before I switched to Herbert. he, 200 he has three straight games with four he's, touchdowns he's at least right five now. touchdowns no with at Ran least four 
without four. Oh, with at least with four. With at least I four see touchdowns. I get words. Um, and two straight games with a hundred yards rushing and a touchdown. And last week against the Dolphins, he was the only player in NFL history to have a seventy-five plus yard touchdown pass and seventy-five plus touchdown run. Lamar go hard in the same game. So I he right now he's the MVP favorite without a question. Mark Andrews doing his thing again, two touchdowns and eighty nine yards. One baby, football. Our bet is neck and neck right now. It's neck and neck. It's looking good. What do you got, Kelsey Andrews or something? Yeah, I I had Kelsey finishing tight end one. He had Andrews. Fair, but it'll be one of them. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's gonna be one of them. But yeah, I think that was like the synopsis from the Patriots game. Nice to see J.K. Dobbins come back. Exactly. Yeah. Jk. 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 <laughs> uh, Packers beat Brady in the box, fourteen to twelve. <laughs> there it is. Watch my team win a game that we in the last few years probably would have lost. Yo, it looked like it was going to be such a good game for the first half, and then the second half came, and I was like, "This is fucking boring." Man. When Aaron Jones fumbled the ball on the fucking one yard <laughs> when, line, when Vita yep. Vey put his shoulder into his back, oh, I would yeah, fumble oh, too. Man, <laughs> out of him. You think you're just getting normal tackled, and then a fucking three hundred pound guy's like he he PK Subban Marshawn like that was he that ran hit. at him like the fucking uh, handicapped guy in Happy Gilmore, the giant. <laughs> I believe that jacket belongs to Mr. Kilmore. <laughs> or when, like, the Hulk in fucking Endgame. Yeah. That, just, that, it was the biggest hit stick I've ever seen. Yeah. Was but after def- that, defensive uh, tackle Vide Ve dropping into coverage <laughs> and putting his shoulder in the fucking running back. <laughs> but yeah, Bod Tolls, you know, he just had a great game plan for us. And, yeah. Uh, Really fucked us up in the second half. They made adjustments. Uh, we didn't really seem to make any on <laughs> offense. We were just like, I, we tried our best. Uh, but defensively, the Packers were very good, which is great because coming into the season, everyone was kind of saying that defense is what's going to need to win you games sometimes because who's going to catch the ball? You have mostly scrubs. Well, that's true. Well, I mean, when uh, you're a rookie Did you running see back- Alan Lazard throw up? Yeah, I did not. Scored a touchdown. Yeah, he he scores a touchdown because they're in the my, they're in Tampa where it's hot as hell. I heard That's today. It. I read something that the AC was not working in the Packers locker room in that game in the visitor locker room. Oh. Weird. Like right. you, fuck you, Tom Brady. Yeah, what a, what a coincidence. What a <laughs> yeah, coincidence. it's a hundred degrees. <laughs> like, nah, you can sweat it out in the sweat lodge, boys. But uh, yeah, huge, huge, huge win. Yeah, massive. Great to see. Yes, great Huge. for me too, Corey. I actually had to cheer for one of those two teams. And right. The one took team the lesser two evils for, for you. Exactly. Yeah. Romeo um, Dobbs looked pretty good. Made all of his catches. Unlike week one, dropping that wide open fucking. <laughs> no, that, that was, was that was Christian Watson. That was our other okay. rookie. You stupid bitch. Um, <laughs> that yeah. was that was Michael Pitts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so no, so maybe he has a bigger chunk of the, uh, of the shares this week, you know, yeah. it'll be exciting when Christian Watson comes back, see if they can start to get him into the fold a little bit. Both guys, lots of talent there, you know, we'll see if they can make anything Christian of it, but Watson is just full of raw talent. That's yeah, it's what he is. He's a it lump just, of clay that you're like, if yeah, we can he just can mold you into this. the most beautiful vase ever. Yeah. Or <laughs> we could it burn it Packers, in the <laughs> We always have good receivers. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, can we please, I beg you, actually keep this next game short? 
Done. Den- well, you, Den- you asked about my team. No, I'm saying because Hayden was like, hey, we're going to keep this short and sweet. And then we just went okay, on. Here. I'll give you five seconds or less. Uh, San Francisco loses to Denver 11 to 10. Boring <laughs> fucking game ever, man. Fucking yikes. Fucking yeah. yikes. Uh, Russell Wilson looked like Russell Wilson for the last minute of that game or whenever they had the last <laughs> possession. And you're like, there he is. <laughs> Can they do this every week where he kind of scrambles a little bit and makes something happen? And you're like, that's what you've been missing this whole fucking time. Yeah, the uh, fact Daniel that they Hackett, gave... I don't think you were thinking you were going to get Russell Wilson. I think you thought you were going to get Aaron Rodgers this year. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Yo, the fact <laughs> that they gave Russell Wilson that quarter billion contract before he even played a game under them, and now he's playing like this is just That's a fair. tough he's look. He's one of the best quarterbacks of the last, you know. It's just a tough. Years. It's just a tough look. To... I think they will. That offense will get better as the year goes on. They have to. Russell Wilson, even if he's a slightly washed version of Russell Wilson, is still better than most of the quarterbacks in the league. Sutton and Judy are both good receivers. Like they're Gordon and Javante are both really good running back. Like there's pieces there. Their their O line is not bad. Their defense is good. <laughs> so you're like that team will do better than it's shown. But yeah. that's all I'll say about it. San Francisco, uh, you're gonna get uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is not good. Denver severely fraudulent two and one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best things coming out of this game was the Russell Wilson memes. The let <laughs> Russ cook memes of it's like basically I was raw. About to say that's my favorite thing about raw Russell hot dog Russell wieners Wilson. on like beans. It's like this is what happens <laughs> when you let Russ cook. It's fucking hilarious. Um, but that's the best thing I've seen come out of this game. Uh, Jim, was it last game Jim or what? No, I was thinking it was a really bad interception was thrown. But I might be thinking of the next game we talk about in the Giants. Um, I don't know. I did not get to catch no. any of that. Giants can't remember, but and I don't it might have been even it. just a pass breakup, but Jimmy Garoppolo threw a terrible, <laughs> terrible throw right to the That's not surprising. That Jimmy up. Garoppolo is a white Teddy Bridgewater, is he not? Yeah. That's the same quarterback. Uh... I No, I, I last episode I said Garoppolo is a handsome version of Teddy Bridgewater. He's a, he is the most handsome quarterback in the league. Yeah. The man is gorgeous. They're Wild. the same. They have the same stat lines over and over again. They'll throw a bad interception here and there, and they'll produce like, oh, shit. This that guy team deserves... almost won a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. But let's go to uh, Monday Night Football. Dallas bum, 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 bum. wins 23-16 over the Giants, Giants um, ending their undefeated streak. Damn. Uh, Cooper Rush played actually looks decent like i think all right um yeah i thought the giants were gonna win this game honestly i thought the giants were gonna win this too yeah but they did also and... a crazy stat going around that daniel jones is now 0 and 11 in primetime games so move over young kirk cousins, kirk cousins. <laughs> 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 that was my favorite part of week two by the way and i'm sure you guys talked about it kirk cousins fucking looked great against the packers in week one and then you're like and he's playing in prime time in week two and garbage you're like there he is my guy i almost fucking lost two and ten i needed kirk cousins i needed seven i needed seven points from kirk and Thielen. and i like there was a point, there was a you point. You almost can't lose that a quarterback where, and a receiver. Yeah, where it was the fourth quarter and I was still losing by like a point, and I'm like, 
you can't be serious right now. And then you Adam, should know to never play Kirk Cousins in a prime time I had, game. I had no choice. I was losing. Pick up and, anybody and else. Everyone else has played. But before the games start, <laughs> it was quarterback. But, it was a two quarterback league. Yeah. I was, would rather have the the guy, the work. I would rather play a running back or a receiver. Just don't play Kirk on yeah, a prime was, time yeah. game. Odds but, are he'll be terrible. Yeah. But. Anyways, uh, Sterling Shepard, after coming off a torn Achilles last year, tore his ACL on like the last runner. play of the Their game. Best receiver, yep. yeah. <laughs> Literally the last throw of Daniel Jones for the night, and it it was like, it, did you see the video? Yeah, he was jogging on, the, on turf. He was yeah. on the other side of the field and he was jogging. I I also hate making the argument for getting rid of turf. No, no, this was stupid. I hate, I hate how the Met o- life I hate how Odell came out and said like, "Man, this is stupid. Like, get the turf out of here, bro." He was jogging. He was jogging and he tore his ACL. That is not turf. That is just fucking terrible luck because he didn't make a turf cut. Day, he, didn't, yeah. he didn't do anything. He cut his leg was, up pretty bad. Those <laughs> like, muscles are cut as fuck. And then he just tore his ACL. Couldn't like, be more cut. Turf he turfed his ACL. Yeah. But no, it was just, I mean, it is not like it's common for someone to tear. The non-contact the, injury, yeah, or like yes. tear their Achilles coming off an ACL, or tear their ACL coming off an Achilles. It's super common in the NFL. You Very see it sad. a lot. It's almost like you never want to bet on a guy to get injured, but maybe throw a couple of bucks on someone coming off an ACL <laughs> or tear their Achilles. Like it's it's common. Want to be healthy this year? <laughs> yeah, it happens. Like you saw Clay Thompson. I know it's not football, but he tore his ACL and then came back first fucking court session tours achilles mm-hmm. who was it in the training video for the nfl like he was uh, he was on live or, stream tra- uh, streaming yeah, you know who it is it's, oh uh, the bears running back uh small guy Fuck, yeah. yeah love that Tariq cohen Tariq cohen i yeah. read a there was Tor- a ACL in the that he wrote and it was i felt so much worse for the guy knowing like the life he's had yeah. You should find it, find it and read the athletic piece that he wrote about his, like, it's like him writing like a letter to his younger self. It is so good. And it will make you fucking feel even worse for Tariq Cohn. Seems like a great guy and just like the worst luck. Yeah. It's just so unfortunate because he had that one amazing year that like put him on the map mm-hmm. and then he's just had terrible luck ever since. He's like a Kareem Hunt. You're like, Ooh, this guy has the chops in the backfield catching the ball. But yeah, Cowboys, Giants, who cares? The Eagles are going to win that division, and neither of those teams is going to make the playoffs. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's all I got for this week. Um, what do we, what games do we like for next week? Um, I was hoping that Mac Jones was going to be healthy. Packers, Patriots would have been a, probably a pretty good game, but well, I don't think so anymore. Yeah. Hey, Brian Hoyer season, baby, don't sleep. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll start it off. Obviously, you look at Thursday, Thursday. night. Thursday uh, night looks good. Track that's me. That's going to be a great game. Sunday night is on track to be a great game. Yep. Uh, Rams 49ers, I could give should. less of a shit about. But I should think. maybe, could divisional, so you're no, like, who knows? No, Rams, Rams, you think they steamroll Rams them? are going to revenge them easily. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't, I don't want to actually say, like, I am excited for this game, but I love the Europe, I love the Europe games. It just so, so happens to be New Orleans and Minnesota. I love waking up at 6.30 mm-hmm. when no one else is up. And mm-hmm. like I have coffee and I'm just 
watching like pointless. You get football from six thirty in the morning until oh. eight thirty at night. And you're like, yes, it's, it's so fucking good. So I can't especially because both those game. teams, both those teams are exactly. It sucks because they're in Europe, and you're like, ah, sometimes teams really suck when they go to Europe, and it's just like they shit the bed. But that game has potential to yeah. be a fun game. I agree. And I'm then jazzed. my game of the week, uh, for my absolute lock game of the week, uh, if there's not 80 points scored in this game, it's uh, it's just it's terrible. But the Bills are going to Baltimore, mm-hmm. and it is going to be a showdown of all showdowns who I think the top two people in the MVP race are right now. So this is going to be a great game. A game that I think and Gabriel Davis. That's right. A game that I think could be fun. If like what we've seen the past few weeks lives up Jacksonville, Philly, it could be a sneaky, good game. Sneaky entertainment is what that game could be. Like Jacksonville just put up 38 on chargers. Yeah. Like if, if Jacksonville beats Philly, they're... What does that say? <laughs> like, what does that say? Does that say like Jacksonville's? That good says the AFC the South is up for grabs, baby. <laughs> and I think what could be another um, Sunday night football that just happened this week could be copy and paste into this week. Uh, Denver, Vegas. I yes. think two teams that should be a really fun matchup, but the from what we've seen, stinks. from what we've seen. <laughs> I mean, with Denver's offensive production, they're like in fantasy, you know, when you win, but you got the second lowest points mm-hmm. and the team <laughs> has the lowest points. That's Denver's that's past the best two wins. feeling in fantasy that was, football. That was literally you in Dynasty. Yeah, that's, that's Denver's past two weeks. Last week, they put up 16 points. This week, they put up 11. Yeah, and they right. won both games. So it's like, from what I've seen, is that your it pick is. for stinker of the week? I don't because I just I just know their teams. And when I say it's going to be a stinker, it's just not going to be a stinker this time. I'm going Pittsburgh and the Jets is my yeah. stinker of the week. Or Chicago Pittsburgh defense Giants. is better. So I'm like, uh, they'll be able to probably stop the Jets more. And the yeah. honest offense is terrible. Chicago and, and New York actually be like a pretty decent. Yeah. Game. I don't get it out run just, game. Yeah, like it just kind of has that feel. The way Khalil Herbert was running, so good, so good. Yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh Jets are gonna be boring. Mm -hmm. Yes, maybe Jets might actually win that game. Maybe Arizona Carolina as well. I don't have a lot of faith in that game either. No, I hate how that's a one hundred five. Yeah, game. Watch the. You know what my pick is for a sneaky stinker of the week is Titans Colts. Yeah, Sam. Where it's gonna be like. 16 to 12, you know, just sort of one of those games that you're like, the only way anyone's watching it is because that was on red zone. (laughs) Like flicked to it a couple of times. You're like, here we go. There's Ryan Tannehill. I don't know. Through a two yard touchdown pass. (laughs) You're like, cool. Um, Corey, if you just had to like forget like spread or like money line pick, what's your lock of the week? Lock of the week? Give me a second to look at the games real quick here. It's funny because there's not a ton. Like a lot of good teams are playing good. Teams. I got one lock of the week. You go first. Let let Daddy think for a second. Corey, your Packers <laughs> are going to absolutely shit kick the Patriots with no Mac Jones. Jeff, I hate to do this to you, but it's like, man, 
I if the Patriots defense can hold them up, I don't think they can. I, I think Packers win this game nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. We should definitely win this game with no Mac Jones. It's like the you're at home, you're in Lambeau. You should definitely win that game. Um, how much healthier is Justin Herbert supposed to be this week compared to last week? Oh boy. <laughs> because if he's supposed to be like 30% healthier than he was this week, the Chargers over the Texans would be my lock. But if he's still like ultra fucking banged up, then you're like, ah, no, I don't want to touch that. Uh, in which case I would, I don't want to go with the Packers because we just picked the Packers as one of them. So instead I will go with the Rams over the Niners. Yeah. I was going to say the Lions over the Seahawks. <laughs> the Lions play really hard. They do. And I feel like the Seahawks don't have anything this year. They had their first game against Denver. That was it. Yeah. The revenge. I'm, I know you guys must have talked about this, but I just want to say how dare they boo Russell Wilson in I Seattle? Oh, how fucking dare you? Sound. You garbage sports city with your shit fucking we're the 12 fans. Every last one of you can pack up and get the fuck out. Okay. That man is the best quarterback you've ever had. He wins you. You don't win a Super Bowl without Russell Wilson. I know. I could not, and it's not like he went out there and demanded a trade. He saw what was going on around him with the team. It was like, uh, maybe this isn't the best situation for me anymore. Maybe it's time you guys rebuild and let me try and keep winning. And they're like, he gets, he jogs it on the field. And you, you're like, what are you booing? Yeah. No, yeah, it's a joke. Mind. Absolute it's a joke. Tragedy. I hate that team. And I hope, I hope they are losers for a decade. There's only two teams that I look at. And I'm like, man, I hope you just suck for a while. And it's the Seahawks. And then out of a fit of jealous rage, it's the stupid new England Patriots that I just, I want you to be bad for a long time. Cause you deserve it <laughs> too much winning, too much winning. <laughs> you um, can, you need to lose for a decade and like be bad. Like Mac Jones needed to be bad. And like, you can't find a quarterback like that whole thing. <laughs> But those are the two teams. Whatever, man. It's um, fair. Fuck you and your fucking you 100 Super it. Bowls, you bitch. Um, if Corey's not going to take it, I'll take it. I think my lock is Chargers over Texans. And yeah, and maybe I think Arizona will beat Carolina. It just will be a bad game. Mm-hmm. But because I trust Kyler Murray more than Baker Mayfield. <laughs> But that's I mean, if we're looking at underdogs, I think the Bucks have a real good chance of beating the Chiefs. I do not. You don't think so? No. I think they I always do. do. Um, Are my, any of those receivers? Mahomes, Mike Evans Mahomes will be back. Gets his revenge. I think my Mahomes underdog would be revenge. my underdog is Jacksonville beating Philly. Yeah, damn you. My <laughs> underdog will be the Ravens to beat the Bills. That's barely an underdog. Go fuck yourself. It is <laughs> an underdog. Points. It's three and a half points. Yeah, barely That's another home field dog. advantage. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, uh, I'm the sorry. The Ravens are home. So actually, no, it's like a, yeah, okay. Never mind. Uh, the Falcons beating the Browns is barely an underdog. That's one and a half. All right. <laughs> so. Yeah, my lock of the week was almost one of those teams. And I'm like, I don't know if I trust either of them. <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett or Marcus uh, Mariota. <laughs> 
It's like copy and pasting the fucking Steelers with Trubisky. Although yeah. I'd rather much rather have Mariota. Um let's the Saints fucking... beating the Vikings is probably the best underdog to take. If you like that's two and a half points, yeah. but it's crazy that New Orleans is oh or the Dolphins getting three four points underdog. I like that one. I would that's a bet take, that how how put some money f- on that game. I was Fuck. I would Dolphins take Miami in that game. I would yeah, take I Miami in that guys. game. Maybe is Can it I just find us a cool bet to on, throw down based on Tua? Maybe I don't know. I I'm I literally might go on bet three sixty five right now and literally bet Dolphins money line. Bulldogsports.net. Right. <laughs> let's let's fucking wrap this puppy up, Corey. This was a fucking blast. Um, thank you for joining us once again. Uh, let the people know where they can follow you. You can follow me at Corey underscore Latondra at twitter.com. That's where you're gonna find me. Post a lot, but you know, if you want to talk to me, I'll talk to you. Just fire me a hey, hello, hi there, how you doing? And I'll say, hey, 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 I'm good. You talk a lot more when like hockey season's going on and stuff like that. So, yeah, when there's more sports going on, I will tweet about more sports usually, but yeah. which makes know, sense. That's uh, what I like Hayden. to listen to. Hayden, plug your stuff, big boy. Uh, at Hayden underscore Barton on Instagram and Twitter, that's where you can find me. And you could follow me on Instagram at Jevin.Lafave, on Twitter at JevinLafave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LeftSideHeavy underscore. Next week, we are previewing the NHL season. So it's 26 degrees, but we're getting back on the ice. So keep a lookout for that. We will maybe touch on week four. There's a few decent games lined up so if there's anything that tickles our fancy then we will but a large part of it is going to be a big episode previewing so maybe we'll throw a kbnr which is supposed to come out next week maybe we'll throw it to um previewing the nhl or something like that but i'm thinking we we're going to rip another fantasy draft for you guys back to back but this time's going to be a little hockey and expect ian mcnaughton to come back on the show and Corey, this is a formal invitation. If you want to join us for NHL preview next week, you can. You um, are looking at this year's reigning CDC GML fantasy hockey league champion. Let's go. That's right, uh, baby. Winners. Are you Winners interested? Are you yeah, interested? I'll probably do that shit with you. You know, do cool. a little talk, a little hockey, a little pucky yeah. puck. Yeah, we're doing a full NHL preview, all divisions, uh, awards, and Stanley Cup picks, the whole nine yards. So keep a lookout for that. If you want to watch us on YouTube, left side heavy, subscribe, like, comment, ring the bell, do whatever you can, and leave a rating and review on all platforms. It really helps grow the show. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Peace.